Well, hello, everybody, and happy Halloween. My least favorite holiday of the whole year. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a fan of Halloween. Sorry to burst your bubbles, folks. Nope, I'm a Christmas nut. No, I'm the same way. And I find more people that don't like Halloween are the have the tendency are the ones that go overboard at Christmas. I don't know why, but I've never when you were a kid, which probably wasn't too long ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh what things did you dress up as? Oh, as a kid? Yeah. Uh, um I remember I was a Power Ranger a couple times. Okay. Um um, my mom's favorite costume was I was a bat with like these huge wings on <laughs> okay. the back. And uh, did she make it for you? No, she she got it from I. You know, have to go to the classic like Halloween spirits oh, store okay. or something oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, I'll be dead. But uh, yeah, my favorite costume of all time. Um, in college, it was me and three other buddies. We dressed up uh, in penguin suits, and we were the penguins of madagascar but. oh is that that would have been funny oh yeah you know no matter what you dress up as the the what makes the costume is that you live the part oh yeah you know you are the part and you don't break it that's the thing you don't break it i went to a, a halloween party one time and that i didn't go to money uh everyone i'd pop, pop in and pop out i was not happy but anyway uh, my one girlfriend talked me into uh being a roller skate derby because i was into roller skating mm-hmm. at the time i was a roller rink guard for at skate in skadium at skadium for two years well anyway and so i had my roller skates on you know stuffed myself so far out in the boobed area that i could actually put my beer there and drink the beer from my boobs <laughs> and then i had a football helmet backwards and you know i had dirt all over my face and ace bandages that weren't wrapped right and mm-hmm. well anyway so i played the part and by god i won i went i went to this party not to win just okay i'm going and but we're leaving right away right <laughs> but <laughs> yep. people couldn't believe that i i roller skated the whole time that i was on roller skates. Oh, yeah. In fact, this one guy, he said, you're going downstairs and uh, there's a parking underground parking lot. I want to see you skate. And I said, fine. <laughs> so I went down there and luckily there wasn't too many cars down there. And so I had a field day down there. But, you know, the, but yeah, so that was fun. But otherwise, I always dressed up as something when I was a kid. I dressed as a hobo. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was it. Because I, I didn't mind. I hated scary things. Don't like scary movies. I don't watch them. Never have. I've seen parts of Children of the Corn only by accident. <laughs> <laughs> never saw Poltergeist or any of those things. And so I just know I, you know, when we're, we where we live, and we live in the farm. There's not much lighting. A lot of pine trees here. Can I mean, if I know if I vet my sister who is a Stephen King fanatic, mm. you know, all the horror books and stuff like that. When I when she'd come out, which is not that often, but when she would come out, I said, "I got to go down to toys. You want to go with me? Aren't you bringing a flashlight?" I said, "No, I'm just just going from here to the barn. You know, it's maybe I don't know how many uh, maybe four hundred feet." Mm, yeah, that you know, yeah, she wouldn't go because I wouldn't bring a flashlight. Because she, I said, well, that's what you get for watching all those scary horror movies. Yep. You can, your mind can play weird things on you. What's behind the trees? What might pop? What might pop out at you? So, no, I was always just a hobo, is what it was. So, and uh, I, when I was a little, little, I got a picture of me being a fireman. Well, it wouldn't even classify it as red. It was a uh, a red rain slicker. Mm. With red boots and a red hat. So technically, I don't know what I was. I, there's a picture of me, and I have no idea. And I always forgot to ask Mom. I, I just assumed I was supposed to be a fireman or something. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so that's my big Halloween thing. So hopefully all out there, you guys will be taken care of. 
uh, the pets. Now, the big thing now with Halloween, uh, you know, depends. Uh, now, last week, last year, I mean, there was bumpkins. Hardly anybody came out last year. But one thing that you got to remember, two things. Number one, if you're going to open the door, make sure the cat and the dog can't fly out. So if your dog and cat are bolters, put them in different room, put them in rooms so that they can't bolt out the door when somebody comes. Uh, if your dog is like, you know, having a hysterical fit <laughs> because you know, of all the knocking and the ring or, or, or the, uh, you know, just pe- the commotion that causes when people come, then put them in a room, put them in their kennel. Don't make the dog like, hey, you deal with this. Don't do that if they're scared just think of something that scared you and somebody made you you know stay because you were you know you were terrified so don't do that but if your dog's a happy happy dog well and who are you i don't care what you look like great but then also make sure that you put them on a leash so they don't jump on you know kids and such like that and then believe it or not and well everybody this is a no-brainer that a day after november 1st and 2nd are the highest days that dogs are admitted to the ER for getting into the candy, <laughs> right? And so we're going to have Dr. Jessica Levy uh, on the phone, and we're going to ask her, you know, if your dog eats something like ASAP, I mean, you saw it go down, you can make a dog throw up. So why don't we pull up Dr. Jesse? All right, here she is. I can't believe she said Jessica, I'm sorry. I said Dr. Jesse. <laughs> Oh, I don't care. I, I don't know where that came from. Well, <laughs> hi there. We haven't talked for a while. How the heck are you? Good. How are you doing? Oh, good. I can't complain too much. Are you all ready for the trick-or-treaters? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, nobody comes to our door out here. I know. I, well, like I said, last year I only had three or four, so... So we'll see how it goes. But, okay, now let's say uh, my dog wolfed down, you know, the the, uh, the whole bunch of chocolate. <laughs> and uh, now you can make them throw up ASAP, right? Well, sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. I would say first, first thing is call the ER. Okay. Because they'll tell you according to your dog's weight and what they have eaten, they'll tell you if you have to do anything about it. Okay. And so, um, go ahead. so if you do... You can use food grade hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. And uh, well, the phone line is really weird. Um, and, you know, you just start kind of giving a teaspoon at a time, but there is a maximum safe dose. All right. And some dogs will not vomit no matter how much hydrogen peroxide you give them. Really? Okay. So I would give, you know, maybe three or four teaspoons. And if nothing is happening, Go to the ER. They have better drugs than you do at home. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. Yeah. So what, there, it, there are other there are other drugs that can be used to make dogs vomit very effectively. Okay. If if peroxide doesn't work. Okay. What about Ikapac that they use for you know kids or for humans? Oh, Ik-a-pac? I I've never used Ipecac in practice. I okay. have no idea. Okay. Well, I was just kind of curious because that's one yeah, thing that I came to mind. Yeah. So, but I, I, always I, call call the ER and ask. Okay. Feed grade food grade hydrogen peroxide. Does this say food? I just I thought hydrogen peroxide was high hydrogen peroxide. What's a food I, grade? I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's different concentrations. Okay. Huh. Um, so whichever one it'll it'll say on it. I'll be Whether dead. it's safe to ingest or not. Yeah, because usually there's, uh, you know, I keep 3% hydrogen peroxide around, you know, for the de-skunking formula. Whoa, what was that? <laughs> you I got, have no idea. You got spooks in your house up on the proper day. <laughs> I think there's spooks on the phone. What? I think there's spooks on the phone. Oh, weird. Very noisy phone line. Huh, is it? Well, maybe you need to call back and see if that'll work. You want to do that? 
I can try. It is really, really windy out here. Okay. I'll give you, yeah, give it, give it, we'll, we'll let you go and then call back. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. We'll talk to you in a minute. <laughs> All right. There you go. Hey, we got a question for Dr. Levy, holistic vet. Today is the day 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. If you want to give Dr. If you have a question for holistic vet, Dr. Levy, we have not had her on for a while. Just life gets in the way and things get busy. So anyway, and then, so, well, why don't you run to our, well, he's on the line. We're going to run to a little bit of an early break. And uh, because she's having hard trouble with their phone lines. So anyway, uh, so we got, of course, what trivia are we using today? Halloween trivia. And even some of them I have never seen before. And I usually do. Uh, I don't can't remember the last time Halloween has been on a Sunday that I got to actually be. I could tell you when the next full moon is. Okay, last year, 2020, Halloween had a full moon. The next one won't be ready for this until 2039, I believe it is, is the next uh, full full moon on Halloween itself. So anyway, uh, let's see. Okay, let's see. We're going to do trivia. And are you there, there, Mr. Mr. Brian? Yes. All right. So why don't we run, run to break a little bit early here? Or okay. Almost on. Okay. The first jack-o'-lanterns were made out of what? Watermelons? Cantaloupe? Turnips or pumpkins. First jack o' lanterns. We'll be back. I don't know. Is that a song or another ad? <laughs> it was like, a, is that an ad? I'm not sure. I'll be day. Okay. The first jack o' lantern was were made out of what? Watermelon, cantaloupe, turnips, pumpkin. Doctor Jess, what do you think? Um, just for fun, I'd have to say turnips. All right. What do you think there, Brian? Um, I feel like watermelon makes the most sense, right. I think. Okay. Believe it or not, it's turnips. Hey, there you go. That was the first one. I'd like to see how you carve a turnip. They're, they're pretty dense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it is what it is. Oh, that's well. kind of ridiculous. What? Are they hollow on the inside? I don't think so. No, the, as far as the turnips I know, they're not. That's what I mean. It's, they're dense, so I don't get what that oh well it is what it is i'm sure they they switch to pumpkins pretty quick yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm sure too <laughs> okay see uh the winter t- the heating heating's coming on uh the first especially this week the heat will come on and with the heat comes uh dry coats and itching and such like that along with allergies we give itching and one thing that people don't think of is stress right dr jess indeed okay and so now, so there's a lot of times we need to tell people to settle down and maybe the dog will quit itching, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, now, just just the other day, I um, I did a webinar um, about autoimmune diseases in dogs and cats. And uh, some of the stress, if there's stress in the household or if the owner is experiencing stress or anxiety, that can really contribute to your dog's stress. That only makes sense to me, <laughs> but I don't think people think of that. If there's a lot of stress in the household, whether it's a husband and wife or family feuds or, you know what I mean, things like that, or if you're just, or even, mm-hmm, just the stress of being at home a lot and working from home and yeah, yeah, having those kinds of responsibilities. So we, not, we need to give some of the humans some of those calming <laughs> devices, right? <laughs> Oh, gosh, I'll bet there's good stuff out there. <laughs> now, there's a new shot out. Uh, that's supposed to help with itching. It's called, uh, is it Cydro Point? Mm-hmm. Cydro okay. Point's been out for at least a couple of years. Oh, it has? Okay. Well, I've just recently seen the 
ads on TV, you know, for it. And so, but usually what, if a dog, you know, just because a dog itches doesn't mean that he's got fleas or he's got a problem. Because dogs, people itch here and there, right? And we don't go bonkers, oh, you itched. (laughs) Right. But when a dog itches, everybody's like, you know, hitting the, you know, hitting the fan. So what, what is like excessive itching? Um, you know, I think everybody kind of has to decide that for themselves, but it's it's very difficult, especially if you're a first-time dog owner, you've never had a dog before. Um, it can be hard to understand what is a normal level of itching for a dog. Right. Um, typically, as long as they're not losing a lot of hair, as long as they're not damaging their skin. Okay. You know, itching is something that dogs do. Like you said, everybody has to scratch sometimes. You get those times where you're running around looking for somebody to scratch, scratch your back, back. and yeah. get that right spot. Yeah. And then there's also dogs that go out and just love to rub their backs in the grass or in the driveway. Yeah. And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them. Dogs also use itching as a way to re- relieve tension. So a lot of times you'll see if two dogs meet, they walk around, they sniff each other, they look at each other a little bit, and then everybody will sit down and have a good scratch. <laughs> yes, I've noticed that before. That's, that is very true. And so mm-hmm. uh, now what, uh, what are some things that could help uh, uh, keep the coat in condition? Because everything's shedding right now. And so, um, probably even some people I know, but anyway, so what are some good things to kind of boop, boost <laughs> the, the dogs so that, uh, they get more omega threes and sixes and such like that to kind of, you know, with that being that the heat's going to be going on and then, then that can cause more dry skin for a dog. Yeah. So you always look at diet, you know, um, the the quality of your hair is going to be like it's going to express the quality of your diet to some extent. That's true. And so if you want your dog to have a nice, soft, smooth coat, then you have to put the right ingredients in their mouth. Okay. Fish oils are always helpful as a source of essential fatty acids. Mm-hmm. There are definitely a lot of oil blends out there and a lot of supplements that use flax and flax oil and flaxseed. And I actually avoid those when I'm treating dogs that have allergies or immune system issues. You, do you avoid the flaxseed? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, even humans can't utilize flax very well, right? Okay, okay. You're supposed to keep the seeds, I think you're supposed to keep them in the freezer, and then you're supposed to grind them in your coffee grinder right before you use them because they go rancid really fast. Oh, wow, interesting, okay. And dogs really cannot utilize them it's like, you know, one or two percent of the amount of flax that they can actually convert into a usable form. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes so sense. So a lot of times I, I look out for that. Some foods have flax or flaxseed in them, some dog foods, as well as a lot of supplements. Okay. And so if you have a very itchy dog or dog who's being treated for allergies, I would just make sure that you take those out of the diet. Okay. Flaxseed. Any form of flax. Yeah. Because yeah, I think I read one one place is that flax powder. Is there such a thing? I imagine oh, yeah. you can grind grind anything into powder. Exactly. Yeah, I just didn't realize that. So and and, and so in 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 then we're going to instead of flax now, no flax whatsoever for the dogs. Is that what the cats do? They can't utilize it correctly. Yeah, cats cats can't utilize it at all. Okay. And so then what, yeah, what, what so, what's yeah, a better so you thing? You really have to use fish oil. So you have to use fish based essential fatty acids. Okay. And then sometimes you have to make sure that you're using enough. 
So a therapeutic dose that I often use to make sure that my allergy patients are getting enough essential fatty acids, Mm -hmm. I will usually give them or make sure that they're getting 100 milligrams per kilogram. And that is of the two components, EPA and DHA. Okay. So when you when you look at the back of your essential fatty acid or fish oil supplements, it should give you a breakdown of the different fatty acids right. that are in there. Right. And so you're looking at EPA and DHA, and those two together should equal around 100 milligrams per kilogram of your dog. Okay. Now kilograms. Now I don't understand okay. kilograms. So help me. Help so me. You take the dog's weight. Take the dog's weight. Okay. Let's say we got a 50 pound dog. Yeah, take your dog's weight in pounds. Yep. Divide by 2.2. Divide by 2.2. And that gives you the dog's weight in kilograms. Oh, really? Okay. Times 100. Times 100. And that tells you how much EPA plus DHA should be in your dog supplement. Oh, okay. Wow. Good Mm -hmm. formula. So 2.2. You take your dog's weight, divide it by Mm -hmm. 2.2. And would this work for cats too? Yeah. Okay. Divided by 2.2, and that equals? So a dog's weight divided by 2.2 gives you your dog's weight in kilograms. Mm-hmm. And then times 100. Okay. And that gives you 100 milligrams per kilogram. Okay. All right. Wow, look at who knew we were going to have math today. <laughs> I know, like algebra update. Okay, so yeah, okay, so then that's uh, now. Um, have you heard of ahi flower oil? Mm-hmm. Okay, because um, what is it? Springtime, I think, has that. Now, but anyway, yeah. and so um, it's supposed to be better on you, so we're not taking so many fishes out of the sea. So, what's your take on ahi? A H I flower. You know, all these plant-based oils are um, great for horses, not so great for dogs. Okay. Okay. Well, that there answer. are some cases. So when I have patients who have um, zinc responsive dermatosis, uh, which is uh, typically seen in uh, huskies and malamutes, right? So they have difficulty absorbing zinc from their food. So those dogs, if they have that problem, uh-huh. then they need to be on a zinc supplement. But it also um, helps support the immune system for them to be on plant sterols. Okay. Which are a certain kind of fat that you get from plants. Okay. Actually, that was for, um, the reason I was thinking of huskies was because I have a husky patient who's on this, but it's for masticatory muscle myositis. Boy, that's a big one. I ain't even going to ask how to spell it. <laughs> so, so it's an autoimmune condition of the muscle, uh, the big muscle that's on the top of the head of dogs. Okay. And that is the muscle, it's called the masseter. Right. And that's the muscle that closes the jaw. Oh, really? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, that's why pickles have such giant heads is because they're built to be able to latch onto something. Okay. And so uh, so here we are talking about masticatory muscle myositis, which is a whole different thing. Okay, hold so on. Hold that thought. Muscle my- okay, hold it. we got to come back to break. Okay, so hold on. Okay. 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 Where did Halloween originate? Whoa. England, America, Scotland, or Ireland? We'll be back. Alrighty then. Oopsies. I just dropped a whole bunch of stuff on the floor. Oh, well, that would be me. Okay. <laughs> we'll get it at break. Okay. Where did Halloween originate? England, America, Scotland, or Ireland? Dr. Jess, what do you think? Oh, um, uh, I don't know. Ireland. Okay. Brian? Uh, I'm going to say 
Um, Scotland. All right. It's Ireland. Ding, 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 ding. What made you choose that one? Dutch or Jess? Just guessing. I wow. have no idea. Well, I'm impressed. Because, yeah, Ireland. I wouldn't have thought Ireland. I really wouldn't have. Mm-mm. But anyway. Why? I don't know why. I don't huh. see them being into the Halloween <laughs> spirit. <laughs> I don't know. What can we say? Okay. So now, before we went to break, you were talking about what? The muscle on top of the head that works the jaw. Yeah. And, and so, so basically, my mind wandered through a couple of different things. And we ended up at masticatory muscle myositis. Right. So this is an autoimmune condition in dogs that affects the masseter muscle, which is the big muscle that makes up the top of the head on pit bulls. And it's kind of less impressive in other breeds of dogs. Okay. Okay. But so that, so this big muscle, if you ever look at a pit bull, that's what makes up like that, their big bulky head on top. Yep. And then that muscle reaches down to the upper part of the lower jaw, right by the ear. Mm-hmm. And closes the jaw. Oh, okay. Okay. So what's special about that muscle is that it has a specific kind of muscle fiber that does not fatigue. Okay. So so usually, like, if you, if you try to, like, you know, say lift something and you activate your biceps, mm-hmm. at some point, those, the muscle fibers will start to fatigue and other muscle fibers will have to kick in and eventually you won't be able to hold your arm up anymore. The muscle will just get tired. Right. But this kind of muscle fiber is very specific that it does not fatigue, doesn't get tired. Okay. And so that's what allows those dogs to latch on to things. That's why dogs can grab onto their prey and they don't let go. Ah, okay. Interesting. But sometimes, so you can have an autoimmune condition where the dog is developing antibodies against those specific muscle fibers. And that's when you see the dogs where they sometimes develop really pointy heads because the muscles that are supposed to be on either side of the point have kind of wasted away. Okay. Right. So they've got fibrosis of those muscles. Um, and so sometimes it makes it look like their ears are closer together on top of their head because that muscle's not there anymore. Oh, okay. Okay. And it can, it can be quite severe because sometimes those dogs lose the ability to close their mouth, which makes it really, really hard for them to eat. Wow. Okay. Interesting. So it can, yeah, so it can be a big deal. And so, um, Karen Becker uh, has a video on the Mercola website about using plant sterols for those cases. And so that's what I do as well now. Cool. Okay. So so the ahi flower obviously is a total plant-based, correct? Mm-hmm. And so that yeah. sh- should not be gotten done to dogs or cats. It should be a fish base. Right, unless you're specifically looking for plant sterols for a specific condition. Okay. But, you know, I, I tried that ahi oil for my horses. Okay. Um, and they really did not like it. I know it's sort of hit or miss with any supplement. You know, your pets may or may not like right, it. Right, right. Huh. Did you use it for Jake? Yeah, Jake told mine. He been, I think I can put tar on his food. He'd eat it. He has never been, never been a finicky eater. Never. Uh, the, the only time when he doesn't eat, then yeah, I know there's something wrong in his mouth. And, and so, uh, and sure as bananas, there's two times he didn't eat. And because he had uh, a tooth that needed to come out, but we, my vet big wiggled it out. And once that was out, Ooh. man, he was down to chugging food. So, <laughs> yeah, he, he I got put, give him garlic. I've got him on all kinds of stuff, and he just he no 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 never mind. It's just crazy. So anyway, yeah, so it doesn't it doesn't smell bad. It's kind of minty. I thought. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I guess I didn't smell it. I just bought it on as it comes out of a pump. I just hit the pump. Okay, now, um, uh, okay, sardines. You know, sardines in a can. Can they be mm-hmm. used, you know, for dogs and cats to help with their, uh, like, with their omega-3s and 6s and such? I, I think that's kind of questionable because they've been cooked. Okay. Oh, they have. Uh, central, uh, yeah, central fatty acids tend to be damaged by heat. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. But you could use whole raw sardines. Okay. Well, and some cool. pet food stores also smell, uh, smell, sell other small fish like smelt. Okay, smelt. <laughs> I was thinking. Ah. Yeah, I guess, you know, I didn't think, because I've always said, you know, I've said, you know, can of sardines. I don't know where I read that. It was a couple of years ago. Well, it's because Steve, yeah, Steve Brown said it when he first, um, remember Raw Bistro brought yes. him in to teach yep. about raw feeding? Yep. And so that was what he said in the first class that he taught. And then the next year when he was teaching with Karen Becker, okay. they didn't mention the canned sardine option at all. Ah, interesting. I guess, I guess I did not think of that. Yeah, it's been canned, so there's been subjected to heat. And even in water. Right, but, it, but it's sort of still like trapped within the can, right? So yeah. I, I don't know. Huh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, because I think he's the one that said is one can per week per 40 pounds a dog is what it right. was. Hmm, interesting. Okay. So the better bet would be to take, and then I get a lot of people that ask, can I give my, can I give my dog and cat uh, my fish oil that I take, humans? Sure. Okay. <clears throat> Sounds good. Oh. I'm just, I just said swallowed the wrong way. There we go. Okay, anything else that we need to know about there, Dr. Jessica Levy? <laughs> no, I think I've successfully confused everybody. <laughs> no, no, there you go. So the the bottom line is, is that if you keep the coat in condition, the itchies aren't there, but also good food is what, you know, like your hair or my hair, Brian's hair. <laughs> you know, and, and if you what you eat, if you're eating McDonald's and just junk food, then it's going to show through on that and they're going to have an itchier skin and such. But then when the heat goes on, that dries our skin out, it dries the animal's skin out. And so by brushing, by getting those oils that come through the coat, that's obviously excellent. And then feeding a better food and then um, then getting the omega-3s and 6s in, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Okay, anything else? Um, a lot of uh, particles that make uh, dogs and cats itchy, itchy and also particles that create um, allergies in humans, okay. a lot of those particles are positively charged. And that means? Right. Allergens tend to be positively charged. And so you can use negative ion emitters to counteract that positive charge in the air. It, like in the middle of winter, whenever you touch your cat and you get that spark of static, yep. that means that there's way too many positive, positively charged particles in the air. Okay, positive particles. And so that's when you need to humidify. Okay. Uh, because uh, water uh, blows off negative ions as it moves. Okay. Um, and you can also use, uh, um, you know, there used to be stores like the Sharper Image and they sold air purifiers that were yeah. negative ion emitters. Yep. And yeah. then that's also like the sodium lamps that I use. Those sodium lamps are blowing off negative ions. Right. And, that and you can find those at health food stores. And okay. Is it, say that, one, that last one again. The uh, sodium lamps. Okay, sodium. Yeah, those those orange, rocky looking things that you stick a light bulb up inside them. Oh, you mean you talk about the uh, the pink crystals? Yeah, the pink crystals. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, okay. mine are orange. Okay. That's well, okay. yeah. Um, uh, quartz. I think it's, isn't it pink quartz or something like that? No, it's salt. It's, it's salt. That's right. Okay. It's, uh, oh, what's, uh, what's salt? My, it's, it's the pink salt. Himalayan salt. Yep. Himalayan salt. So those okay. are what most of those things are made out of is Him- Himala- Himalayan. Boy. Say that three times real fast. Uh, okay. Well, that's cool. I should get mine going again then. I, I kind of put mine, uh, I turn it on, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off. So I should oh, get that. Oh, I just, I always have that thing going. Oh, cool. Okay, well, one thing, too, though, is if it gets too moisture, those suckers start melting. <laughs> you got to pay attention to that. We, we prefer to call it condensation. Condensation. There you go. There you go. That was good. So, the, so that's a sodium lamp. I guess, well, duh, that makes sense to me now. Okay, and so the, by having one of those, that could also help with the itchies, correct? Right, because it's going to reduce positively charged allergens that are creating the, uh, contributing to the itchy. Okay, okay, sounds good. Uh, oh, there we are. How many dogs are we up to now? There you go. Are you there? Uh oh. Oh, I just had to mute myself. Sorry. Oh, you had to mu- mute yourself. <laughs> there you go. It's like, ah, yeah. I'm always dropping calls. So I was like, oh no, I did it again. But uh, anyway. Okay, anything else on the new, uh, the high front uh, that, w- that any of my listeners need to know? Because we haven't talked for so long, there's, it's like, what? Yeah, I don't know if there's anything else going on. Oh, okay, okay. And so now, uh, how can they get a hold of you if they need to pump your brain some more for on the holistic side of the world here? How can they get a hold uh, of you? my website, holistic-bat-care.com. Okay. Okay, that sounds good. See, we got to run to break. You want to hold on? I got some calls. <laughs> Yeah, I got to mute myself. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll tell you what, Yes, We'll let you go. And then uh, maybe we'll call you or uh, why don't you call like, like 505 and see if we got any other call callers that want to talk to you. So, so call back. Okay, Jess. And then uh, okay, we're going to go to, good. okay. And then we're going to go, uh, when I come back, we're going to take care. Uh, I got two callers that have been kindly ha- hanging on. So we'll take care of that when we come back from break. Okay. And the question is. Of the 1.9 million or billion in candy sales, how much of it is from chocolate candy? 1.9 billion in candy sales. Okay, how much, which is, yeah. How much of it is from chocolate candy? 1 billion, 1.2 billion, 1.5 billion, 1.7 billion. We'll be back. Hello, hello. Thank you for staying with the Katie Canine Show. Uh, if you want to hear all my podcasts, past shows, go to My Talk 1071.1. Uh, go to the Katie Canine Show page. All the shows here, the great shows on My Talk have the, they own all the, all the shows have their own show page. And so you can get any of their podcasts on their show pages. So please do that. And then the big day, the play in the sandbox. <laughs> <laughs> So everybody's gonna actually have some fun with that. That is, it's pretty. Um, have you ever been on heavy equipment at all? Um, just like a forklift oh, okay, and yeah. like a backhoe oh, once, okay, but okay. nothing. But some the stuff they get to play with down there, it's gonna be, it's gonna have a lot of. Uh, <laughs> but it's gonna be way cool. Something to talk about. It's pretty cool. Oh yeah. It's just like you know, people that have never been in the great big huge combines. That you know, when they're combining corn or, or oats or whatever, mm. you know, to get up there and you're looking over the field, it's like holy Martha. There's a lot of machinery underneath. Yeah, it's really <laughs> crazy. Yeah. 
Okay, of that $1.9 billion in candy sales, how much of it is from chocolate candy? $1 billion, $1.2 billion, $1.5 billion, $1.7 billion. Got to go with one point two. Ding, ding, ding. It's $1.2 billion. Isn't that something? Yeah. That's unbelievable. And then, um, okay, you know the movie Halloween? Yep. It was made in 1978 at a low budget in how many days? 15 days, 17 days, 19 days, or 21 days? 21 days? Dang, yep. Oh, wow. Can you man, that 21 days in the movie Halloween was like, I, I have not seen it. You remember? I don't watch that <laughs> stuff. So have you seen the movie Halloween? I have. I have seen the original one. Um, okay. I did not know it was filmed in like less than a month. That's yeah. crazy. Isn't that something? Yeah. yeah. There you go. A little trivia. Okay. According to legend, a unibrow, a tattoo, and long middle finger are all signs of which Halloween creature? Um, According to legend, a unibrow, tattoos, a long middle finger are all signs of what Halloween creature? Okay, werewolf, witch, vampire, or um, uh, yeah, 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 grow it. Whatever, so don't worry about that. that anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm werewolf, go- witch, or vampire? I'm gonna go with a witch. Nope, it's a vamp- werewolf. Oh, nice. That's a werewolf. See, you know, werewolf. Now he's so full of hair. How could he tell he's got tattoos? Yeah. So I don't or- get that. Okay. Or, yeah, or but I do unibrow. know the unibrow. I remember that with the unibrow and the middle finger. But I the tattoos. Holy heck! Okay, okay. Let's go to the phone lines. <laughs> We've got some people that have been hanging on pretty long here. Yeah. So we have uh, Susie on the line, and she has a question about wearable dog carriers. Okay. Where? Huh? Wearable? You, yeah, like wearable ones, like uh, like those flat jacket kind of things. Oh, okay. Or something. I don't know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Hi there. Are you there? Hi. Can you? Yep. I can hear you. Okay. There you go. You're a little quiet. Is that, well, um, th- thank you for holding on. That was very great. That's okay. okay. That's okay. I don't know if if this is a question you can answer or Dr. Okay. Jess can answer, but um, my little girl has gone blind Okay. and um, got a stroller. Mm-hmm. She really likes the stroller, and it really helps her to get out and get the stimulation of being outside and the different smells and all that kind of stuff. Right. But it doesn't work very well in the snow. Right. So there's a couple different styles of dog carriers mm-hmm. that I can actually like attach her to my body so I'm not holding her. Correct. And she's supported. Yep. Some of them look like a big old pouch. Yep. And other ones look like a sling. Remember the yep. um, slings that are real popular for babies? Yes. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yep. And yep. she's 14 years old. And how? Uh, what kind of dog? How much, how much does she weigh? Yeah. Um, she's, um, about 10 and a half pounds. Okay. Okay. Uh, personally, what I would do, cause I've seen the, the front ones there, you know, where the dogs are splayed, you know, they go to the side and for an old dog, that's tough for them because they're not as, we're not as agile as we get older. <laughs> right. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And so you'd be better to do the pouch that you'd get, you know, it's like a front pack that right. you would put them in so that the head, uh, you know, the head is out. Okay. Okay. That that's the one that would be better because, like I say, the unless they're young dogs, but that even is not that good for a dog because they, they're not meant to spread like that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and so that's why the pouch is better. The front carrier is is the better way to go. So then the head is out, so they can you know they and you want them you want them to sit in there where that idealistically if they can sit in it facing away from you. So they, then they can get the smells and the scenery and stuff like that, okay? So it just depends. And um, and they have many different sizes of those, obviously. And 10, 10 pounds won't be too bad, bad for you to carry in a front pack. 
Yeah, I'm glad I asked because I would have gone the other way because I thought maybe, you know, being scrunched would be hard on her. But no, no, because especially at 14, we just don't, you know, we don't and they don't <laughs> bend like that. And so, no, the, the, that would be the better thing. And then plus with the winter, what kind of dog is it? It's a poodle. A poodle? Okay. And it depends on the haircut that you keep her on and she's going to stay warmer in there too. Because otherwise, yeah. you know, her legs are sticking out. They might get a little bit cold, <laughs> you know. But I'd, my bigger thing is that to, to, the way they got to be splayed, you know, they're they're from their hips to sit in there, and then they're just dangling. The legs are just dangling down. No, I think not with the sling ones. The sling ones are like, um, um, mm, they were popular for carrying babies. About the time my granddaughter was born, it looks like a, a big sort of purse, like if you take a um, shawl. And uh, wrap it around your body, and then tie it. Oh, okay. Now I don't. Now my yeah. Okay, now my visuals of my daughter with uh, with the kids. Now I got right, it. Right there, you go. Okay, okay. I'm thinking about the other one. Okay, uh, it, but the main th- thing is the support of the bo- the the bum of the dog. Okay. Okay. That's the main thing. Not to have them splayed. You know, like the the front pack. I just saw um, somebody that just got a new one, and I'm like, ah, that looks like an owie for the dog. So yeah. So the sling, as long as it could be compacted in there, you know, I mean, where the legs are not hanging out. Okay, that's what gotcha. I'm. That's what I would see, as, especially in a 14 year old dog, that it would be very uncomfortable for them. But if they could be in that sling that like you were saying, you know, whereas, but they're not snug. You don't want them like, <laughs> you know, wrapped too tight either. Okay, right. so that's what you just got to decide and uh, figure out that, you know, which one would be easy. Uh, that you know, like I say, the the dog is not scrunched inside of it, and nothing's hanging out. Okay. Okay. So as far as what size to get, that's the thing too. You know, may, you know, you want to make sure that they, you know, they can't jump out. But yeah, so to try, uh, but yeah, so it's agreed. Whereas whether you get the front pack, that's kind of like a front backpack, you know, with the, what their head sticks right. out, or the sling, but not the one where their legs come through and they're splayed apart and then they're facing away from you. Because that's what right. you don't want. You want their bottom, leg, you know. And to me too, I'm, you would think with the, those bottom legs that come out, uh, and sometimes uh, that you know they they would lose feeling. I mean, there's no circulation; they're not using it, and they're just kind of hanging there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. one too. You got to be careful because you're not going to be you're not going to have your pupper in it for like any length of time, are you? Like climbing. No, and climbing. I only. Are you kidding? When it's cold, I only walk about a mile, mile. <laughs> oh, there I'm you done. go. There you go. Okay, no, that, that that'd be perfect. Yeah. So uh, now I understand the sling one. What you're talking about? Okay. Okay, and uh, just. Other question, Dr. Levy mentioned she did a webinar, and I thought, okay, I didn't hear about her doing a webinar. Ah, there <laughs> How you do go. you find out about this? Well, she said she's going to call back in at a little after 5, and we can okay. ask her about the webinar as far as, probably by going to her, um, if you go to her website, website. you know, the holistic-vet-care, mm-hmm. the holistic vet holistic-vet-care.com, that she probably have some links on her site for that, for the webinar and such, Okay. Okay. All okay. right. Thank you, Katie. You bet, kiddo. Take care. Thanks. Bye bye. That was a good question too. And uh, you know that which brings me to people that dress their pets up for Halloween. <laughs> yep. And there again, folks, you got to be mindful. Even though you might think it's cute, how comfortable it is for the dog. Or quick, put it on, take your picture, and quick get it off. Right. Yep. Okay. Who's up next? All right. We just got two minutes left, but yeah, we can introduce the next call. Yep. So we have Ellie on the line, and she has a question about her dog. And how to bond with it with her husband. Okay. Hi, Ellie. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. How are you, Katie? Good, good. What kind of dog and how old? Okay, so she is, um, she's reportedly four years old, um, and she's a Papillon uh, Chihuahua mix. And okay. she's about seven pounds, seven, eight pounds. 
Okay. And then how long have you had it? She's, it's going to be three months tomorrow. Oh, okay. Okay. The best way to bond with a dog is to, is to, is to work with the dog. You have them do, you know, tricks, brain teasers, where they got to sit and you're having fun and you're, the dog is looking to you for direction. And that's the best way, you know, to do that. And then maybe go before a car ride. It's just him and the dog. And this, have fun. Uh, so the dog yeah. sees. Go ahead. It's, it's more than the, the main thing. The main thing is, is that she barks at him ah, okay. and she barks and barks and she gets so worked up that it goes into this high pitch that makes me want to jump out the windows. Window. I mean, it's like, <laughs> like she gets really yeah. bad where you, can't, where you can't stop her. Yeah, um, yeah. Besides, except for yelling, which obviously we don't want to get in the routine. And part of it, she thinks that dad is really fun because he plays with the other two big dogs. And so part of it is she tries to include herself, but I know she's also really scared of him. Um, okay. okay. So we yeah. need to figure out what to do and without, there again, more one-on-one, you know, one, yeah, to screaming at her, right? And it's when, more one-on-one time with him and the dog. The dog is on a leash. Go for a ride in the car, and then. Okay. But uh, why don't you hold on to that because we've got to run to break, and so come back okay. and we'll come back and we'll address this more. Some little things that he can do so he feels a part of the whole situation. Okay. And you don't have that. You don't. And we're not having you jump out of any windows. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How many pounds of candy corn are produced every single year? We'll be back.